Welcome to a special edition of Talking About Kids. I'm your host, R. Bradley Snyder, researcher, activist, and author of The Five Simple Truths of Raising Kids. This week, a new report came out from Common Sense Media. It is called Teens and Pornography, and it is getting a lot of attention in the media, particularly the finding that 73% of teens have been exposed to pornography. There's a lot of information in the report, a lot of information that isn't being addressed in these media stories or in the fact sheet that Common Sense Media is distributing. Likewise, there's a lot of information that is not in the report. So in this mini episode, I wanted to talk about interpreting the data in the Teens and Pornography report. The findings are based on an online survey of over 1,300 teens, ages 13 through 17, that was conducted in the U.S. this past September 2022. And let's start with that first number, that three in four teens who responded to this survey had been exposed to pornography in their lifetime. Of them, 58% had been exposed accidentally. 44% sought out the pornography, and of course there is an overlap of about 14% who had sought out pornography, but then had been exposed accidentally at a different time. Now here I'm hampered a little bit in my interpretation of these numbers. Hampered first by the report itself. Nowhere in the report does it define pornography or tell us as a reader how they defined it to the teens who took the survey. You also aren't given a copy of the survey in the report. So again, I don't know exactly what the teens were asked. So I'm kind of forced to use my own knowledge of teens and my own knowledge of adolescence and sexual development to interpret these data. But my interpretation is actually really in line with what the CEO of Common Sense Media, James Steyer, said about this report. He says, quote, engaging with pornography has been a rite of passage in many teens' exploration of sex. Of course, you know, we knew this. So is this number, is this 73%, is that number high? Is that number low? In the news reports, they immediately jump to this conclusion that it is all the internet's fault, that the exposure has come from digital sources. But in the report itself, it mentions that 29% of the times that teens were accidentally exposed to pornography happened in real life when a friend showed them pornography a friend or a classmate or a colleague. So it's not entirely the internet's fault, these accidental exposures. But let's get to this other issue that I think is more at the core of what I want to talk about today. And that is, what are we concerned about pornography influencing? Why are we concerned about this exposure? What do we think this exposure will cause? And here I need to fault the New York Times story just a moment, because in that report, 
the reporter, Cecilia Kang, says the effect of online pornography on teenagers has been less examined. Well, that's only partially true. We, we know a lot of things about the sexuality of teens and teenagers, things that weren't included in the support. And so I want to go over those just a little bit before I come back to the report. Some of the things that we might be concerned about pornography influencing is the number of teens who are having intercourse. Well, since 1991, and actually we know that this number, um, if we go backwards, it's been going, it's been trending this way for a lot longer than just since 1991. But if you were to look at the Youth Risk Behavior Survey, which is a biannual survey conducted by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention that tracks the sexual behaviors of teens in the United States, they include in the reports data going back to 1991, so just about 20 years. And in that time, the time that we have seen this tremendous growth in digital, in handheld devices, in the internet, in all forms of mass communication, and this incredible growth in the industry of pornography, we've seen the number of teens having sex go down dramatically. So from 1991, when we asked ninth through 12th graders, basically the ages of the kids in the Common Sense Media study, have you ever had sexual intercourse? Back in 1991, 54% of respondents said they had. In 2019, the last year that we have complete data from the YRBSS, 38% of teens said they had. That's quite a reduction from 54% back in 1991. But maybe it's not just the number of teens having sex that concerns us. Maybe it's the kind of risky sexual behavior that might be in pornography that we're worried about our teens copying. Well, that data is in the YRBSS as well. So back in 1991, the percentage of teens who had had sex before age 13 was 10%. In 2019, that number had been cut to less than a third, to 3%. Back in 1991, the number, the percentage of teens who had had sexual intercourse with four or more partners during their lifetimes was 19%. In 2019, it was 9%, less than half. Likewise, back in 1991, 38% of teens were sexually active, meaning that they'd had sexual intercourse with at least one person during the three months before the survey. And in 2019, that number had dropped down to 27%. So during the exact same period that we've seen a rise in the internet and an increase in rise and growth in the pornography industry, we've seen these numbers, we've seen the rates and the behavior, the sexual behaviors of teens trending in what seems to be the opposite direction from the proliferation of pornography. So if you believe that fewer teens having sex and those teens who are sexually active having sex with fewer partners and engaging in less risky behaviors, if you think those are good trends, what then is the consequence of this exposure 
to pornography that we seem to be so very, very worried about in these media stories. I'm not sure, but inside the report itself, there's some information that I think sheds a light on how the teens, at least the teens that responded to the survey, are using pornography. Because the surveyors asked them what they learned from the pornography that they witnessed. And it's interesting because the responses overwhelmingly indicate, at least my interpretation of the responses, indicate that the teens were learning about the mechanics of the sex. So the majority of teens who watch pornography say that they learn about how to have sex, about what types of partners they feel attractive, about the human body and its anatomy. But when asked whether or not porn teaches them about how to talk with partners, the majority of these respondents, and these were the teens that watch pornography, these teens said, no, it does not teach me about talking with a partner, but it does teach me about what I might like and what I might not like when it comes to sexual acts. Finally, when asked whether or not the type of sex portrayed in pornography was accurate, only 27% said it was. The vast majority recognized that there is a disconnect between it and actual sex. Part of my interpretation that the teens who responded to this survey are learning about the mechanics of sex from pornography comes from another bit of what I consider to be fairly good news contained in this report. And that is how they're communicating with their parents or trusted adults about sex and sexuality. 82% of the respondents said that they had spoken with a parent, guardian, or a trusted adult about relationships. 75% had said that they had spoken with a parent, guardian, or trusted adult about sex. Now, fewer of them, only 43%, had ever spoken with a parent, guardian, or trusted adult about porn, which is important for all my listeners to recognize and say, here is an opportunity for us to have a greater impact on the kind of behaviors that we want from our kids. But this is interesting. When asked who or what had taught them about sex, only 47% said a parent, caregiver, or a trusted adult had taught them about sex, whereas 27% said that online pornography had. Of course, they'd also said that they'd learned from friends and from sex education in school and from TVs or movies that weren't pornographic. And here is my final comment about this study. According to the study, many teens want to have discussions with their parents or with trusted adults about pornography. And the reason that they don't, well, it's because they don't know how. So for all of my parents and trusted adults out there, it comes back to this simple fact. If we want our children to do something, we need to teach them how to do it. Thank you for listening. For more information about the research I cited, including a link to the Common Sense Media Report, Teens and Pornography, please visit talkingaboutkids.com. 
www.thinkandgrowthpodcast.com. From there, you also can find out about upcoming episodes, suggest a topic, learn more about me and my books, or submit your questions for future guests. Our theme song is by The Senators. For more of their music, go to thesenatorsmusic.com. Full episodes of the Talking About Kids podcast are paused for the holidays, but be on the lookout for more special mini episodes like this one and for announcements about the second half of season two. And remember, kids are young goats and young humans. And the difference is that young goats are easier to manage.